Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. It was a warm, late spring morning in November. A small militia was creeping through low brush in enemy territory. If they were spotted, the mission was over. Their objective was simple. Find the enemy, take them out, and move on. It was tricky to know for sure just how difficult this mission would be. For all they knew, they'd be in and out in no time. That being said, their foe was elusive, shifty, always on the move. The men came upon an enemy platoon, a group of 50 patrolling the area. They found a good spot to set up their guns, but the target was still out of range. Sergeant McMurray and Gunner J. O'Halloran fixed the pan magazines to the tops of their Lewis machine guns, pulled back the slides, and took aim, while other members of their section encircled the hostiles and ambushed them. Unfortunately, the enemy platoon broke off into smaller groups, fleeing in different directions and making it harder for the machine gunners to effectively pick them off. Nevertheless, McMurray and O'Halloran pulled their triggers and let 194 rounds of ammunition soar through the air. The enemy began to scatter, bobbing and weaving to avoid getting hit. Not a single body was even grazed by a bullet. McMurray and O'Halloran scrambled to reload, squeezing off a second full round. This time, before they all got away, a few birds were hit. That was the beginning of Australia's Great Emu War. It was the year 1932. Many of the country's veterans had become farmers when they returned from World War I. The government promised them farmland to work in Western Australia, but the catch was that they needed them to increase the overall yield of the country's wheat crops. But the Great Depression hit in 1929, causing the price of wheat to fall and putting a financial strain on farming operations. The struggling farmers looked to the government for subsidies to help offset their losses, which they were promised, but never received. Matters were only made worse when the emus began strolling through the fields. For a long period of time, the emu population had dwindled, and to prevent further endangerment, even extinction, the Australian government classified them as a protected species. Emus were free to live their lives without fear of being hunted. Things were looking up for the flightless bird. Because a single emu can lay 30 to 50 eggs in a single year, the population began to quickly bounce back. By 1922, emus were in abundance, and as the Great Depression hit, the birds added insults to the farmers' injuries. Their migration paths took them straight across the farmlands. The birds either trampled down or ate up their fair share of wheat stalks. The damage was done year after year. There were now enough emus traipsing around and wreaking havoc that they were finally reclassified from being a protected species to one far less desirable, vermin. Now in 1932, around 20,000 birds were migrating inland for their mating season. Farmers once again looked to the government for help, anticipating another year of mass destruction of their precious harvest. The government officially declared war on the emu, and Major G.P.W. Meredith of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery, 
Scott tapped to lead a band of soldiers out and into the battlefield. On November 2nd, he and his men, armed with two Lewis light machine guns and 10,000 rounds of ammunition, marched into the outback to make quick work of the birds. Their first ambush of the flock of 50 didn't go as well as they assumed, but two days later, they were given another opportunity to mow them down. Set up as another ambush, the men positioned themselves near a dam and waited for a thousand birds to make their way toward them. It was the perfect spot. At point-blank range, they aimed a single machine gun at the birds and opened fired. One bird. Two birds. Three birds. Four. Now seven were down. Eight. Ten. And then the gun jammed. The emus won another skirmish. Meredith's men tried mounting a gun to a truck and chasing the birds down, but it also proved to be ineffective. The birds were too fast and the gun too difficult to aim while the truck was in motion. A second campaign was launched on November 13th, and the following days and weeks offered marginal success. The emus proved to be as impervious to the bullets as tanks, if the little spires of lead even hit their target. When Meredith did the math, he figured it took 10 bullets to kill a single emu. There were 20,000 of them at the start of the month. Meredith had 10,000 bullets. By mid-December, his militia had managed to kill 986, using 9,860 rounds. The government wasn't going to supply him with any more ammo. So that was that. Over the course of roughly one month, the momentary emu war was waged until a resounding defeat was declared. Over half of the enemy was still roaming free, ready to fill their ranks with new recruits in the coming new year. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, Send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener. <laughs>